to the God Chooses Broken People podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is my third time recording the first episode today because I absolutely love doing what I'm doing. But I also am such a perfectionist that I find it hard to be satisfied when I speak. And I'm like wondering how people even do this. Speaking for like 40 minutes straight and being satisfied with every word you speak or like not totally forget how do you not totally forget about what you say and then not be scared that it's going to come and haunt you later or or am i just a gen z being scared to offend people or be canceled or whatever i don't know <laughs> but i think it's just fun to do this and i think that god has put a lot on my mind that i want to speak and I don't know, I'm just very excited to be starting this whole journey. And again, I'm trying to win over my intrusive thought of clicking the stop button and just starting all over again for like the hundredth time. Um, But let's not do that. Let's continue. I have the Bible open in front of me and my tablet next to me in a room. I wish you could see literally the room that I'm in right now. It is a mess. But it is the same room that inspires me to do everything that I've done so far, especially with the testimony that I'm going to share today. So let's begin right away. Why the God Chooses Broken People podcast? And, you know, why did I start this? Why do I, what, what, what kind of vision do I see going into this and what inspired this so definitely the vision that i see going into this i know that a lot of the things that i do is for the sake of looking and sounding cool (laughs) i do a lot of that you know when i started doing music and putting it out on music platform it all started with the question of like wouldn't it be cool to have a song on spotify so I searched YouTube, I find a way how to get that done. And I think for the next five to six to seven months, I worked on Fragile. And it's a horrible sounding song, but it's on Spotify. And I don't promote it that much or anything. I just thought that it's cool. I think a lot of the things that I do is for me to look back and think, wow, Elizabeth, you, you're, you're kind of cool and you're not so much of a loser. And I appreciate you and I admire that. And something for the 40, 50-year-old Elizabeth to look back and see her teenage year and be, like, proud, you know? And so I think starting podcasts is one of that. But I also, you know, one of the biggest achievements that I marked for myself last year was the fact that I started through Elizabeth Lenses, the Instagram page. Um, initially I wanted to start a writing page or something to do with writing because I felt alone in a lot of the things that I was going through but it eventually escalated really quick to become a page where I talk about Jesus and I absolutely love every single moment of it I love writing and I love sharing what I learned and I love being vulnerable and hearing the fact that it helps people in their low times or even helps people at all or that they love it it's just the most inspiring thing to hear because 
imagine doing things just for fun you know just for yourself i i go back and read these posts all the time you know i would get anxiety in class and i would go to the through elizabeth lenses page and and read through it and it would help me in that moment so like imagine when it reaches other people that it's not intended to reach and it inspires them i think it's the most beautiful thing that god has worked through me and i just love and i so passionately love talking about jesus and the things that i learn from scripture that i feel like sometimes a post is not enough and a blog i'm too lazy to write that i need to just i need to just do a podcast <laughs> and i'm very scared because i've done a few similar things and you know it it has gotten some um positive impact but also a lot of negative one and i remember being very scared and so it took me a while to recover from that and really going straight forward into this thinking again that i'm doing this so that when i have free time i would just love to listen to myself talking about what i learned i would open up the podcast and listen but but if it is possible that it would reach people and it would help them in somewhat some way that it inspires them that it encourages them that it reminds them the way that god loves them and how much they are valuable um and how how worthy they are in Christ i think that fits the purpose um but there's a specific reason why i name this podcast why it is named the god chooses broken people podcast um initially i did think of naming it through elizabeth lenses first of all the reason why i name my page through elizabeth lenses is because i want to talk about jesus but I also want to talk about my struggles and so basically it's like talking about Jesus from my lens of imperfection you know i have my imperfection and i have my flaws and i have my brokenness and how god worked through that you know so it's through my lens if i say that it's through god's perspective i don't have um the most perfect most uh uh you know how how do i say this i'm I don't know how to I don't have the perfect view of how God see things, you know. I can only learn from that and it's a beautiful thing. Um but while I'm on this earth and I'm figuring things out, it will always be through my perspective, but godly inspired perspective, right? Um amen to that. <laughs> but but I was thinking one of the posts that I made um in through Elizabeth lenses that received some of the most some of the most feedbacks i hear from people that they are inspired by which oh my gosh warms my heart like people you don't know how much it means that you read the things that i write you listen to the songs that i sing and you pay attention to the things that i do even if i do it for fun i think that it means a lot i would just i would i'm so grateful if you're listening to this i'm so grateful to i don't know how many people like three people <laughs> Even if it's three people, I love you and I'm so grateful and you inspired me to do this. And I don't know, I think it's just fun, you know. Uh, and I love to do fun thing. I'm young, you know. And I want to be proud of myself when I grow old. Um but yeah, coming back long story short to the reason why I choose this. It did really well. It was a post essentially about my anxiety and I'm going to get to that later, but just a little background about or 
how this voice came about, you know, how Elizabeth is Elizabeth today. I actually uh, grow up in a Christian family. My whole family is Christian. They are serving the church right now. So in a way, I am a pastor kid, but that didn't start out like that 100% because my parents did work somewhere else. Until I was 9 and 10, they decided to do ministry, and that's when I become the pastor kid. I don't know if that's the best term, but I think that's how people understand it. Um, but I myself was a, I would consider a very religious kid. I knew what I was believing in, and I knew my differences from the world. And I honestly believe that I was taught to respect other people, but not a lot of people was taught to respect me and my differences. You know, growing up in um, a culture that doesn't hold the same religion as I do it is not easy and most of the time I have to find a lot of answers to a lot of questions that they throw at me Um, but yeah I was quite a religious kid I don't like to label myself this at all I'd rather think that I really do have a heart for for God and to please God but I think along the way I've missed the point and I've missed grace and I've missed Jesus and it's like throwing a basketball ball but not in the basket. So you missed completely, you missed the point. And um, through certain years of my struggles have brought me to know more of Jesus. And I studied the Bible and I got baptized and gave my life to Jesus. Um, But I remember that I would question my salvation and things that I'm not doing enough for Jesus. Literally from the first day that I was baptized, I um, remembered just having this one thing that I felt like I didn't do yet. And so therefore my baptism mustn't have been legitimate. And so I was fighting and ruminating about it for months and that I'm going to tell my leaders and I'm going to tell that I need to get baptized again because I'm not saved because I wasn't doing things correctly. And I, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was horrible. (laughs) It's so funny to think about that now, but I think I think a lot of us could resonate with this as well, because we really think, I don't know, but I, I felt like I was taught somehow that you need to get your life together in a certain way before being accepted by God, before um, being saved, before being chosen by God. That you have to do this good or repent of this deeds and do this and do this and check all the things of the list and becoming become a better person before God will choose you. Um, I was also taught uh, with th- this idea that sin is the wall between me and God. In Isaiah 59, um, we could read that right now um, where it says that, you know, it is our iniquities that separates us from God. And it's true. Our sin have separated us from God. But I was taught that sin is the wall between me and God. Yet somehow, if I try hard enough, that I will break this wall. That if I confess my sin enough, if I repent enough, if I do enough good, if I have the right conscience, that I could break this wall down. Instead of realizing that This wall was here because of my sin, yes. 
but it was the fact that I could have not or never done anything to break that wall to get to God. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us. And Jesus did the impossible. It was never our strength. It was never our work that saved us. And so I hold this idea as I was saved. And I'm not saying that you can hold the wrong idea and not be saved. Because I think sometimes God brings you through a journey. And he... Um, how, how do I say this? And he... Through his peace, he makes known to you the truth. And it gets more and more clear as time passes. I, I really do believe in that because I believe that that is a part of my journey. Um, because I really did trust Jesus for my salvation when I decided to give my life to him. But it was the faulty thinking that messes around with my mind and messes with the way that I live for God. Um, so four years into my walk with Jesus, I started recognizing a toxic way of seeing things and speaking about things that exposes my faulty thinking. I was working very hard for salvation. Even the way I was teaching the Bible, I was questioning if this was really what God had in mind for us because we were essentially teaching people scripture and asking them, have you repented of this? And the next week we, we meet them and we ask them, have you repented of this? Even before they even heard about the story of Jesus, um, how could, you know, I mean, repentance is a thing without Jesus, but repentance without Jesus, you missed the point. And I started realizing that, and I started also realizing that that's how I live. Um, that I was holding on to dear life uh, to work out my salvation. No, that That's a... Okay, that's a biblical way to work out your salvation. But I was holding on to dear life to earn my salvation. I was doing everything literally because I was scared that I would lose God's favor and lose, lose God's blessing and lose um, salvation that God has already given to me. And in, even in the way I was teaching the Bible, I felt like there was a checklist to complete for people for myself before getting baptized and considered saved. And I asked myself, where is Jesus in, in our process? Just a man who died on the cross and everything else we have to sort of do on our own. And, you know, even in my life, I, I understood grace. I think, I think I'm a really smart girl and I understood grace, but I was not living like it. And, you know, how can you say you believe something and live the complete opposite? I was hanging on to their life, like I said, doing things for God, not because of love, but because I was scared of losing God's favor, losing salvation. There was no sense of freedom. There was no freedom that God has promised. Um, and so to be honest, in that year, I took a step back in my Bible teaching and started examining and digging deeper into this idea. And I could say that that is a long journey before I come here. I would say that I, I struggle spiritually but I didn't doubt Jesus. I just doubt the things that were taught to me and how I was living out these things. And if it's really what God had in mind for a Christian walk. And, you know, on a random Tuesday night or Thursday night, I forgot. It was in this exact room with this light turned on right now. I hope you could, I, I wish you could see this right now. That I question. And I realized that, Elizabeth, you're living like Jesus isn't sufficient. 
You're living like Jesus isn't enough. I mean, I, I said that he is, but I was adding to his work because I didn't believe that his was enough to save me. And I'm like, God, I know grace is your thing, but just, just in case, let me do my thing. Let me do my work. Let me add on to it a little bit more. Let me do the good that I need to save me just in case, you know, what makes me different than atheists who believe in doing good things? If we're all going to be saying just in case God doesn't save and Jesus and grace isn't real, let us just do a little bit more good so that it could save us just in case Jesus cannot save. Then you miss the whole point of what faith is. You miss the whole point of what grace is. And that's really a clear line between trust and no trust, between faith and no faith. Like Ephesians 2 says, it is by grace through faith that we're saved, not by works. When you miss the whole point of faith and grace, you're not saved. Yeah. And I'm going to let that sink in because that has to sink in with me as well. <laughs> but I think for the next months of my life, almost a whole year, I battle with this alone. Sort of going crazy over a lot more uh, theological problem. And just a lot in my mind. I'm not saying that I'm perfect in all these at all. It was a crazy journey. I was, I think I was so alone in that journey because I was so scared to open up and being scared to talk to my friend about it because if I'm honest, I felt like I was the one answering question. What happens if the one answering question started asking questions? Mm. But eventually I did talk to my parent about this and they were very confused, I have to say, <laughs> about what was going on because I was so emotional over it. I was scared you know I I think what I had in my heart was that I wanted to live and please God but I was scared that uh, that we weren't doing what God had in mind for us mm -hmm. and it is a long journey and I'm very glad that my parent assist me on this journey but I think most of most of the work really was conversation between me and God and just how he wants um, this whole thing to look like and I learned so much about grace and how important that is and how to trust that completely instead of trusting my own work instead of holding on to dear life and let me just say it felt like I was truly saved the first time it felt like freedom that God had promised for the first time it was so beautiful it was like knowing Jesus for the first time and falling in love all over again it's so beautiful and I would this this journey is so recommended. It's so worth it, and it's still a journey that I that I go through and that I still um, explore more um, with God, you know. But and now I approach the Word of God with so much more grace, and I felt like I really see God's heart in all of this, and especially in salvation, in when God chooses people, you know. But that's not even the whole story, you know? The whole story <laughs> of why this thing came about was a different kind of struggle. It was actually a struggle of anxiety. Um, the struggle of sin didn't even... The struggle of sin called me a sinner, but the struggle with anxiety called me broken, for sure. It called me flawed. It called me a broken mole somehow. Uh -huh. It got me to a point where I was questioning 
why am I so broken? Why am I so flawed? Why? Um, why am I this way? You know, um, that led to this post and that led to this title or this thing or this topic in the first place. Um, so I think yeah, four years into my walk with Christ as well, while I was going through the journey that I talked about just now, it was also. Um, I had a lot of things that was going on. It was the transitioning from my school life to a university life to a more adult life. And that transition drove me absolutely insane um, for the first few months. And I ended up having to drop out of college after two months of trying it. Um, I was so overwhelmed. Maybe it was the college that wasn't the right choice for me and everything that comes with it. But I know that a huge chunk of that came as well from the fact that I couldn't handle a lot of the things that I was pushing away to the side. You know, it was it was the spiritual journey as well that um, I didn't talk about until I entered university. And two months in, I was like, there's so much I haven't talked about so many conversations that I promised with God that I was going to talk about. I was pushing it aside because of my studies. I didn't address it. A lot of the traumas, a lot of the painful memories from my childhood that I didn't work through and I suppressed it for so long that it came to the surface and it's just exploded in a lot of ways that I never expect myself to turn out to be. Um, that, you know, I was saying things like, how could a perfectly normal child turn out this way you know how could someone so beautiful and created so um taken care so gently and raised up so well turn out this way when i was struggling with my anxiety and i see myself in all this this mess you know it's really hard to work through that with god um and times and times in my panic attacks i would just feel like is this ever going to end? Will I take this on with my life forever? When I'm 40, will I still experience panic? You know, it was all these things. Um, and I ended up, it, it's a very long story and a lot of details that comes with it that I would love to share in other episodes. But um, it came to a time where I wanted to explore therapy. And I did. And... Uh, you know, I, I learned a lot more and a lot. I had friendships and relationships that helped me build myself back up. And I felt good again. After a while, I entered university again last year, actually, um, and started working. A lot of times I was using my work to cope. Really bad idea. Another episode, another topic as well. <laughs> but uh, until August last year, when things were getting really hard again i remember that time i was free from my job and i didn't have anything to use to cope anymore again as i was suppressing all these things and my anxiety came back big time and i was having um uh less relationships in my life or or let's say the the relationship that i used to have in my life it wasn't the same anymore we outgrew each other and it was a lot of hard times and I felt like nobody was hearing from my side. And yeah, and so 
you know, it, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. I, I could definitely say a lot of these things are cleared up now. Uh, I reconcile. I, you know, but uh, that time it was really hard. I I stuttered just. I stuttered just mentioning about it because it was just so um, tough. And on one of the nights, I had really bad anxiety. I remember knocking on my sister's door so that I I could have a com a company because I was panicking. Um, and I woke up, and I was feeling this sense of shame and guilt. Uh, that why am I still struggling with anxiety? You know, after a year, after even going to therapy, why am I struggling with it for so long? And then. All these traumas, all these childhood memories of the past, like years, like seven, eight years ago, came back as well. And it was like, why is that still there? Why haven't I forgotten about it? I thought I've forgiven. I've thought I've moved on. I've thought, you know, this therapy helps me, this friendship, this relationship. I thought it's all gone. I thought I've moved surpassed it. Why am I still here with it? Why do I take so long to heal over these things? I was ashamed, and. I was talking to my best friend about it, and I watched a movie called Jesus Revolution, and that touched me a lot, because it was showing me that God surely chooses broken people for His glory. Now that I think about it, I look. We look in the Bible and we see everyone that God has chosen is broken in some way, and it's testimonies upon testimonies of how God chooses broken people for His glory. Because he's able to, because he's all knowing and all powerful, and this is, this is all for him, and for our good, of course, because he loves us. Um, but I ended up writing this post, and it ended up inspiring a lot of people, and by a lot I mean, maybe three to four, and three to four means the world to me because it still inspires me to this day. I think it was really spirit led, and I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Always as I go on. Um, yeah, but it reminded me that yes, I am broken. Yes, sometimes I fail and I sin, but I will never be too far gone for God to use me. And that's the same for you. You are never too far gone for God to use you. So, to answer the question, why? The God chooses broken people podcast. I think essentially to remind us that this is His story, and He is able, and He is the power. He has the power to turn bad into good and failures into victories. If we are fixated on our failures and past and sins and traumas, which I think God allowed space for us to reflect on it, especially traumas. Let us also not forget that He could turn it into strengths and testimonies and stories. You know,、um, I look at my anxiety. At the same time, I'm scared over it, and I think, "Am I really ever going to get over this?" At the same time, I also think, "No, this is not a big deal enough." You know, compared to these people, they've gone through this and this and this and that. I'm ashamed to talk about this. I'm ashamed to even call this a struggle. But I also thought, if I, if I classify my struggle as small, as light. And I'm ashamed to talk about it. What does that made of the people who struggle more? Wouldn't they have more shame to talk about it? And ever since I realized that, I'm like, my anxiety is my testimony. 
I will always talk about my anxiety when I talk about my testimony and how amazing God has worked in my life. And I'm not here to say that I'm over this and that I don't still experience this once in a while. But I think I, every time I left my panicked moment, my panic attacks, I know that God is able and that everything that God brings me to, He will bring me through. You know? And so this podcast is a reminder that you are not too broken for God. You are never too far gone for Jesus. And please, please let God hold on to you when you want to give up on you. I hope that this will be a beautiful journey for us because I'm far from perfect to be speaking about this matter. I just pray God uses my brokenness to inspire people in the way that he uses every broken, amazing human beings in the Bible as well. Because again, the whole Bible wasn't about the individual story. It was how the individual stories put together brings glory to Christ. How the individual stories put together is evidence to Jesus and his love for us and his power and his glory. And reminds me of a scripture in 1 Corinthians 1. 26 to 31 i struggle to find scripture because there are so many every single angle you read the bible and you will see how broken and how imperfect people are yet god still uses them and i'm not talking about again not talking about intentionally sinning that's a different thing that's a different story that's that's a story where we call for repentance um but in a in a different types of struggle um we are not too broken for God. Even in sin, actually. Even when we fail in sin many times. You know. It's sins that makes us broken as well. Um, but God uses that for His glory still. I think what God is calling for us broken people to do. Is actually for our brokenness. For our surrender hearts. That we go to God as we are. And allow God to work through our brokenness, our failures, our sins, our past, our traumas. And, and we just put our faith in Him. You know, as we see the amazing thing that God has done. For the people in the Bible, for the testimony that we hear. And for the miracles again and again in our lives. But yes, scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31 where it says, Brother and sister, think of when you were... When, of what you were when God chose you. Not many of you were considered wise by human standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you belonged to important families. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the things of this world that are common and looked down on. God chose things considered unimportant to do away with things considered important. So no one can boast to God. Because of what God has done, you belong to Christ Jesus. He has become God's wisdom for us. He makes us right with God. He makes us holy and sets us free. It is written, the one who boasts should boast about what the Lord has done. Amen. And that is what this whole podcast is about. It's about boasting about what God can do with my brokenness and with, and with the brokenness of the people who are going to come on if I ever invite anyone, which I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I will. But um, yeah, it's what the Lord has done. Verse thirty stress like stress. I can't stress it enough. 
you belong to Christ Jesus because of what God has done, not because of what you have done. He has become God's wisdom for us. He makes us right with God. He makes us holy and sets us free. It is God who did these things and it is God who will do these things and continue to do these things in your life and turn your brokenness into strength and triumphs and testimonies and victories and so many beautiful things the way that he is unveiling in my life right now i'm very young and i feel like god has turned so many of my brokenness into beautiful flowers and an inspiration to myself and to a lot of people not because of who i am but because of what god has done and because of who god has another scripture that i just have to read as well in corinthians but second corinthians this time second corinthians 12 um verses 8 and 9 when paul was saying three times i begged the lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is all you need my power is strongest when you are weak so i am very happy to brag about how weak i am then christ's power can rest on me that's on nirv so i'm sorry if that confuses you a little let me read that in um nirv three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me amen i love i love that scripture because my failures could only do so much But, you know, you are enough in Christ. And these scars, these wounds, these brokenness, I can promise you and I can assure you that um, that God, that it, it, it has a purpose. And God planned it out and he allowed it um, for his purpose, for his glory and for your good. It's like the Bible said, you know, all things work for the good of those who love him. And he cares for you and he loves you. And what we can do is just to trust. To trust that so far, all the things that God has brought me through, all the things that God has brought me to, He has brought me through. And so He will continue to take me through everything that He takes me to. Everything, every lesson, you know, every human being that I have to let go. Every scars, every new scars I have to put on my heart. <laughs> everything's that i have to learn to heal from god will bring us through that and you are never you are never too broken for god to use you and to choose you and to let you represent him and to do the amazing work of god so i don't know if you take this personal but i hope that you do if you think you're too broken for god to choose you too many sins, too many failures, too slow, too weak, too far gone. People, how are we so arrogant to think that we are powerful enough to be in the way of God working through our failures? You are never too far gone. You will always have hope. You are never too bad of a sinner or too big of a failure for God because He is a good Savior. And I don't care how long you struggle with it. God is bigger than those sins and failures. He will meet you where you're at and you can come as you are. Yet he loves you too much to let you stay where you are. 
but his love will transform you. He will do the work. And God's power will be made perfect in your weakness. You are meant to be part of his story. You only need to let go and trust in him completely. And you can do that right now. You can do that today. Remember, as we go on to more and more talks of this podcast, I hope you remember that God chooses broken people. And I'm so proud of you for coming this far. And this is a journey that I too will be joining. And I think many times I will be broken, but I will have to come and I will have to listen to this again. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege, the honor to be speaking to the person who is listening to this. Whether it's Elizabeth in the future listening to this or anyone of my friends or people I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know how far this could go. I just know that God, I'm 20 years old and this is how I choose to spend my time. It's crazy. I have so much responsibility and I'm so burnt out by my work and my school. But I'm just so grateful that I take time to just resonate and ruminate and think about what's important instead. And that is you. God, if I can only use my lip to boast about one thing, that it should be to boast about how you have worked through my life. You have worked through my struggles the things that I've gone through alone in silence that I'm too scared to talk about, that I'm too ashamed to even mention and to even think about. God, let that be for your glory. And I know that a lot of the things that are going to come will hurt. But I pray that God, with the little faith that we have, the little faith that I have and the person listening to this have, that you will use that to increase our faith all the more as we trust in you, as you bring us through the storms in our life, holding on to your hands and fixating our eyes on you. Father, that we don't just say good sounding words, but that we truly trust you with our life. God, and we truly trust you with our brokenness, God. Um, that you would heal and, f- and comfort those wounds and God, bring to us the peace, the true peace that is who you are and the true safety. Father, that this podcast or this speech would inspire a lot of people and remind them of how loved they are, the fact that they come across this and listen this far, that they will know by your words how worthy they are, God, even though we've fallen short of your grace, but you decided that we were worthy of your love. Again, God, I pray that we continue to boast about you, that we continue to need you, that your power is continually made perfect in our weakness. Father, I trust you and I thank you and I love you and I thank you for Jesus for dying on the cross for us, for becoming sin, even though you don't know sin, God. I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good night. See you on the next episode. Love you.